Welcome to the Agoracom Podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Most investors don't know that silicon metal manufacturing is the largest emitter of CO2 on a per ton basis on the planet. Why is that important? Well, HPQ Silicon is on the verge of disrupting the manufacturing process of some called fume silica, which uses silicon metal and is used in cosmetics, toothpaste, powdered food, and other applications that we run into on a daily basis. How disruptive is HPQ Silicon's brand new process? Energy consumption, 93% less. Greenhouse gas emissions, 88% lower. Hydrogen chloride gas, completely eliminated from the from the process. And CapEx, which is the initial investment we need to build these plants, is 93% less. To say it's disruptive is an understatement of epic proportions. So more than just talk, the fume silica industry has taken notice as evidenced by multiple NDAs with leading manufacturers immediately after HBQ announced last summer the successful production of fume silica samples through its proprietary reactor technology. Uh, and now they've signed a press release. They've announced they've announced a press release. HBQ signs NDA with Industrial Group to explore fume silica plant joint venture. Bernard, welcome back, buddy. Welcome, sir. It's been long. It's been long. Long, long, long. No, no. So the phone, I always say this when you put up press releases, and, and everyone's used to this now, where I say, hey, Bernard, do you expect the phone to keep ringing uh, as a result of this press release? So in this press release, you actually say, the January 10th press release seems like the one that led to this mm -hmm. industrial group's interest in our in your fume silica reactor. Uh, is that true? Is that what's happening? The more you keep putting up this fume silicon news, because that's what happened when you announced production, uh, that you could produce it, NDA, NDA, NDA. Now you got another one. Is that what's happening? Is the industry really taking notice of uh, of HPQ? It, it is really starting notice because um not sure if I discussed this or not, but you know, every time I issue a press release, at least one of the parties I'm under NDA with comes back and asks me a follow-up question and we we discuss about you know what I say moving forward. So I know that they're reading my my press release. Uh you know people got to realize that sometimes I first of all I write NDAs to inform share sorry. I write press release to inform shareholders how we're progressing and moving toward forward toward the objective of monetization our technology. You know if you you know if you have the greatest gizmo in the world and you don't talk about it Nobody's going to know that you have it, right? Um, so that's one of the reasons I'm doing this. And the feedback I get from some people get to be truly interested by what we have. And this is what this, this NDA represents. A group is truly interested by the financial potential of this uh, project. And I'm presuming, I'm presuming it's all the benefits that I kind of talked about in the intro that you've got, you've got the graph in this press release again, that great graph that just shows side by side your advantages. Is that what's turning heads? Like when you have this conversation with this industrial group, and I'll ask about them in a second, but when you had your initial conversation, that phone rang, you said, let's do an NDA. Is that what they're looking at? Is that what's driving the interest? Well, it's part of it. You know, <laughs> how can I say this? The, the margin, okay, that we're talking about, 
Okay, for an industrial projects are stratospheric. Okay, you do realize okay that a high tech venture has an eighty percent profit margin because it's only a computer software that they resell. That's why they have so hard margin. Okay, in this specific case, and that's that's maybe something that people don't fully understand or get. All right, that the sixty percent uh, profit margin that we've announced is actually based on the selling price of the material that we made. It is not based on the selling price of the material quality that we think we're going to be making, which we know we're going to be making, because there's different quality in fume silica. All right? um, so we've made one quality that, as, you know, as one of the parties that looks at it would say, this fits this category, and we will buy it as this category, and this is, this is about the selling price it goes for. And this, we get a 60% profit margin. Now, if we make one quality above, then the percentage gets higher. So having an industrial project that has this type of, of, of profitability attracts interest. Now, we are it's just... disbelief, Bernard, is almost well, disbelief. You get that yeah, call disbelief. from a George Com Industrial Group that says, hey, we read your press release. We don't believe your numbers. Let's talk about it, but we're interested. Do you get any of that where the number's almost too good to be true and people ask you, hey, no, the, the, you know? Those that think the numbers are too, too true and they're going to be calling. Listen, this is going to be just like in anything in life, okay? It is too good to be true until it is true. And when it is true, it's too late for the people that thought it was too, too good to be true, okay? I can tell you that some of the discussions that we're having with some of the groups... They're thinking, okay, we'll wait till the pilot plant is ready. That's that, but that's normal. That is called this is where uh, anticipation gets created. This is where speculation comes into it. Okay, this is this is the part it is. But in this specific case, all right, we've made it at pilot scale, at, at lab scale. Okay, the pilot scale is being built, will be operational by the middle of the year based on the information we've published so far. So by the middle of the year, okay, as one of the companies sent me, there's there's really two equations to answer, okay? Can it scale up? We believe it's, it, it does. And the second one is, does the financial model make sense to invest? Yes. So at which specific moment somebody comes in and says, Shh, I cannot take a risk. I got to pluck it down, comes in. These guys were first to move, were first movers. And... They have some specific, unique advantages, okay? That really makes it worth our while for HPQ to, to really want to work with them. So this group here has yeah. got advantages over the other three NDAs that you've already No, you, you got to separate the two, okay? The three NDAs we had, and I wrote that in the press release, okay? The, three NDA, the first three NDAs, okay, were people that actually make and sell that material, a.k.a traditional industry which we're going to be replacing okay this one is an industrial group that has some assets some okay that would fit that would merge very very well for to allow hpq to monetize monetizing and commercialization that's what we're doing okay so for them they see the opportunity in this and they see they see an opportunity what hpq is developing hpq is developing industrial process that are green okay for a material that's in demand that is very profitable 60 percent profit margin 
Groves make even dial top, but still. So the press release says, amongst other things, that one of the purposes of the NDA is to allow a little bit of time for mutual due diligence, uh, which is standard. Yeah. How how walk us through what the cadence might look like on this NDA? How long will the due diligence need or require? I'm assuming you set up a data room, they set up a data room, and you do some due diligence. But what? How long do you think that might take place? Ballpark. And then what happens after that once you guys are happy with each other? And I mean, when, when the due diligence pans out and you want to really move ahead, how, how does the relationship look at that point? Well, I cannot foresee how the relationship is going to look at the end. We know what we're looking for, where we're going for this. As for the process, it's, it's, it, it, it is ongoing. You know, it's like, you know, the press release is an issue the, the exact day after we, we signed this. And it's it's been moving very, very fast. Like and that's what I said. The speed of makes me very comfortable um, about where we're going. Now it's gonna, you know, get down to a bit more the nitty gritty what it's gonna be looking like. But I think we both have both parties have some, you know, can can extract great benefit from this transaction. And that's what we're looking for. The fact is that HPQ has a technology, so we are a technology developer. Pyrogenesis will manufacture, but HPQ owns the process, the patent, the technology. So then we're now, we're now entering a phase where, okay, how are we going to monetize this? Okay. The one process is, okay, HPQ is going to grow, build a big company, start, start building their own plan. That means more dilution. And then people are going to say, oh my God, dilution for revenue comes in. Okay. That's one strategy. The other strategy is you license your technology to somebody else. Third technology is you partner up with somebody that brings that industrial part. You bring the technology, the knowledge, and everything else. Everything moves together. And what we have as an extra bonus to come in is that the three first NDAs will want to sign off the agreement once we get there, or even before. So HPQ brings... So this, this potentially, if it works out well, doesn't cross out one, two, or three of the NDAs previous, it may in fact enhance those because you're moving faster towards production yes, of 1,000 ton per reactor, and they may say, okay, we're going to buy your stuff now. It is not an unrealistic expectation that it might force them, one of them, to say, schmuck, we got to come in. Okay? This is a technical reality right now. Um, in Europe, which could be an end product to our material, okay, their profitability is down to zero because of the green tax. Simple as that. So uh, our process could, you know, our process can move. And the market size for what we're doing, okay, is so big, okay, that in our internal planning, over the next 15 years, we could end up having 51,000 ton per year plant, and then the financial numbers goes through the roof. So it is it is the first, this NDA is the first concrete step toward monetization regarding being in a position to give out revenues. Now, I looked at the questions that were asked, and then people, it's sort of funny. I'm just explaining the steps we're taking to go there. Okay, and sure. says this is step one, milestone reach. It's it's a milestone. We've reached that milestone. Okay, and they're asking me at step ten, where are we? Like I'm not at step ten yet. I'm at step one. Step one was this one. But 
it should be a, a clear indication to investors, the market, that there is something in HPQ, especially our fume silica technology, that's worth something. So this joint venture calls for, if everything goes well, the construction of a thousand ton per year FSR, fume silica reactor. Mm -hmm. um, ballpark, if everything went well, mm -hmm. when might that happen? Six months, 12 months, a just ballpark. I'm not, I want to make clear to everybody at home. Well, I, I suggest, I suggest to people to, no, no, George, I suggest people, okay, yeah, but they go take a look at the deck, which we haven't done the deck. This is deck about fume silica. Re-engineering fume silica. They go take a look at the deck. Okay. On page 11. All right. So I, we are showing one potential timeline to go to full scale. I believe that maybe we'll, 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 you know, maybe demand will be such that we will speed up that demand, but we have one, we're showing there one. So we're talking. Okay, I don't have the deck in front of me right no, now. No, but I'm, I'm just, we're going to, we're, we're, we're taking, like, it's going to take a little bit of time to build a plant. It doesn't happen overnight. But we will have the first plant, uh, the pilot plant, that will start to produce materials. And once the pilot plant phase is finished, they'll start to do commercial. Then we will be signing off-take agreements with multiple parties. That moment, you know, the value is going to go up because you're going to have somebody that's committing themselves to buy the material that validate at least a sixty percent, you know, profit margin. Okay, again, because I don't have the deck in front of me. What does it say on page eleven? Ballpark when the first thousand ton, two thousand twenty-six, maybe if everything goes well with this collaboration, and it may not. Like you say in the press release, there's no guarantee of anything. Well, no, but George. Ballpark. If it when, isn't, when, when if we if, see the first. Okay, I believe. When I did this this timeline planning, that was that wasn't taking into consideration that joint venture. Okay. So the worst case scenario that I'm presenting here is probably around 2027. It will be commercially operational. But maybe with this joint venture, we can, you know, string the timeline by a year. End of 2026, or maybe, you know, it's it's you gotta yeah, put time. You took a conservative approach in your deck because you didn't want to make the best case scenario in the deck. You just and then this comes along. So this seems like it came along really fast. Well, this industrial said, group NDA. Well, yeah, as I said, it came after the press release issue with January 10th. We're February 1st. So you know, take take a, a week for them to try to communicate with me and us finding time to start talking. And then, you know, then we got to do the NDA, which is a three-party because Pyro is going to get involved in the technology. And then we do that. And we, as we advance the discussion, that's just, that's just where it is. That's, that's how it works. Are you able to elaborate on where uh, this reactor might get built? Are you able to, a lot of us probably assuming Quebec because you're in Quebec and you know Quebec's got a good hydro scene and all that, but I don't know. It could, could no, be somewhere at, else at, in the world, at, like at this, industrial group. Uh, at this moment, for tactical reasons, we're not divulging anything. So it could be somewhere else in the world, it could be Europe, it could be right outside your front door. All everything is on the table. What do you understand is I'm not divulging anything. 
yeah. no comment. Hey, I got to push though, right? Because everyone I know, I know, is watching I know. this or listening is going to say, "Come on, George, keep pushing." But um, uh, are you? So I'll, I'll leave it at that. Are you surprised at the speed at which? Because when you first started talking about fume silica, a lot of funsters out there saying, "Uh oh, I think he's talking about." Fume silica, it's a bait and switch because the QRR isn't going well. And blah, blah, blah. and you said, nope, guys, listen to me. We've got this. We've we've got this. And I think that we're going to attract interest from a lot of major players around the world. And bam, it's mm-hmm. just happened. I mean, this is the fourth NDA now. And it sounds like a pretty, it's not George Calm Silica. It's not George Calm Silica, that's for sure. So uh, this this sounds like a pretty serious group. Are you even surprised at the speed, Bernard, at how fast all of this uh, has been unfolding? Because here we are, February 1st, and what was it? Summertime, June, when you said we manufactured our first fume silica samples in our lab uh, and we're ready to send out samples, and here we are in February, and you're rocking and rolling, it seems like. Are you surprised at the speed? Uh, I will answer like a typical investor, okay? Yes and no. Okay. Yes, if I take off my, you know, if I if I look at the big picture, okay. Yes, I'm surprised at the speed. If I go back to looking at the tree, I don't think it's moving fast enough. That's just the issue. Um, you know, it's like I'd like the first three parts to move faster, but you know, they're big freaking aircraft carrier type of thing. You know, with an entire flotilla of things. So they don't turn around on a dime. And fundamentally, what I'm telling them, okay, is you know, all those pieces of equipment which are worth billion dollars in your financial statements, you know, we're going to make them worthless. Absolutely. You know how many wow. times they heard? Yeah. You, you know how many times these guys probably heard that? So they definitely have a show me attitude. And they're saying, who the hell is this guy, Bernard? Sure. We can't blame him. Okay. So, hey, the truth of the matter is, it's pretty funny because my CFO, I sent an email to my CFO about something, which had the entire list of communication with one of the guys. And you can definitely see at the first conversation we were having, it was really like, who the fuck are you? You know, Are you serious with uh, uh, the hell uh, you're uh, talking uh, about? It's literally what it I was. I still say that. Yeah, well, yeah. but And there's a lot of people saying that. And there's a lot of people calling me other name, but that's another subject for another day. Um, that was fundamentally their position. But they had a, how can I say this, a curiosity mind to say, Okay, show me the money. Send me samples to me so I can test it. I don't give a shit what you say. Let me test it. Sure. Of course. We can't publish the the results, but we're still talking. Does it take a genius? And then they said, you know, can you guys do a thousand dollars? Does it take a genius to figure out what the results are? No. So Fudster, everybody can say whatever what they want. This is progressing as it should. Now, is it progressing fast enough? I'd love it to progress faster. But I'm also yeah, you'd conscious. love George Calm Silicon to come out and say, hey, here's a check for you know a hundred million dollars or fifty million, whatever. And let's partner together, Bernard. I love you, but yeah, that's just that's not, not how that's fast. Not, again, that's like I was saying, we're not ordering a pizza here. We're not making a pizza. Exactly. Now we're not getting too much magical sauce secret. Okay. We're not we're basically, as I said, there's two things for them now for us to prove. We can scale it up. As do the financial make sense for them? Okay. Well, we know the financial makes sense. This is because the financial makes sense because this is why the third guy came in and says, wait a minute, this makes sense. 
this is very, very profitable. I have, oh, we, we, we can work together on this. Okay. So it's advancing as it should. Okay. Yeah. I like to be able to issue that press release that says XYZ company doing that many billions is coming and it won't exclude. Yes, I'd love to. But I'm not there yet. But I know that we will be there. Well, does, the all this, does, all this it, does all this activity, Bernard, confirm once and for all for you, for me, for the loyal shareholders, for the Fudsters? Does this serve to confirm that Fume Silica, in fact, is a big market, it is a growth market, and most important, it's in desperate need of a better manufacturing process? Does that... Does this wipe out any doubt about that? The wiping out of all doubt will be there once we get the pilot plant working. Okay, the hundred percent. But you understand that a market is supposed to be a discounting of future events. But you know, not that I say we're a normal market. But eventually, this is where we're heading. Okay, this reality is coming online. There, at this specific moment, there is no reason. There's absolutely no reason for us to doubt that that will be the end results. Zero. I'm very confident about it. If that's the end result, then I want to ask you about a, an excerpt a quote from the press release where he said, the strategy, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, the strategy is to scale capacity to meet fume silica demand, including other 1,000 ton per year fume silica reactors. Mm -hmm. So... I'm assuming you didn't say that. You didn't need to put that in this press release. You didn't need to say, I'm assuming now you're saying that because you've got a pretty, you got pretty strong confidence, pretty strong reason to believe that this is going to happen. And you're already thinking forward that mm -hmm. if this happens with this industrial group, that other okay. reactors or, would be. If on it the, doesn't on the happen, table. if it doesn't happen with this industrial group, although I have no reason to that way, it won't happen. It will happen with somebody. Okay. The market demand is there. And I think I said that in my, pre my first interview. All right. Just the growth in the market, okay, is sufficient, is, is big enough for us to, to start filling it. We're talking about a, uh, we, I think we said that in, in, in the January 10 press release. I think the incremental growth is 5% compound rate every year. We, we do about 5% of that 5%. So there's always going to be room for us. The number I, through you, it's 50 plants. Well, was just, I wanted to see how big we could go. And even, even at 50 plants, we don't take that big of a big share of the market. So, and so, you know, maybe this group of joint ventures is going to come and say, we'll do this. And then the big guy's going to say, I want 20 of these plants. Or are they going to say, okay, we'll let you guys, because I sort of understand how big companies work. Okay. They sort of prefer that the small companies works out the kink when they're a small company really get it working and then come in and says okay but that that because they don't mind paying you know 10 times the price that it's worth now whatever the price do you is expect do you expect i start off this interview with saying every press release may, should make the phone ring so will this press release that you put out yesterday do you expect it to make the phone ring again? And that, you know, now now George Com Fume Silica, 
who's been watching you or maybe discovered for the first time, do you, do you expect even more activity to come out of this? Or would you be happy with these three NDAs with the actual manufacturers and this with the industrial group? And it looks like you have the recipe to accomplish your goals. With, with what we have right now, we have the recipe. So it's going to be ongoing discussion with the parties we have um, to get it moving forward. I want to be able to have a pathway to start to say, okay, we're going to be starting to generating some, you know, some serious, some revenues and then that are going to become serious. Um, that's going to add massive value to, to, to the company, I believe. Um, and that's what I'm focusing on. I'm not expecting, you know, 20 phone calls right now. These companies right now are having existential issue with regard to their operational of their system. Not because the market isn't there. Okay. Just because the cost of operating their system is higher. Remember, they get, they get, you know, they make 20% gross margin, and according to the numbers of the last quarter of a company, they made less than 20% on the division. And if they sell it in Europe, they end up losing that margin to taxes. And that's only going to get worse over time. That's only going to get worse So, you know, I, I fully understand that, you know, some of the companies are going to say, you know what, we're going to focus on trying to, you know, keep the boat afloat until better times arrive. Then go take a look at, you know, Dreamboat Bernard with, with his thing, which is fine, you know. But Bernard's proposition through HPQ and Pyrogenesis is getting, you know, the the the, the opportunity of not working, okay, is very small. That's what I said we're going to be, in, you know, in the last interview I said, you know, we're going to, we, we will eventually be an overnight success. But it took us few years. I want to make it very, very clear to people. Okay, I didn't mean it'll take us years in the future. I'm thinking the years that we've worked here. So be clear. Right. I believe you're the, the overnight seven-year success story, but you put in those seven years. We've already put in those seven years. And now you're starting to really make waves. Yeah. By the way, because we keep talking about Europe and the European, uh, the European carbon taxes. So safe to assume that Europe is going to be a major a major customer for you and that's where we could expect i'm not talking about this one with the industrial group but you know if if, if you're gonna have 50 uh you know 50 of these one day you know 20 of those 10 or 15 of those might be in europe okay. because those carb tax are so punitive to the existing manufacturers that you have to be yeah right. but you got to remember you, you got to be able to have a low carbon energy source because the key, the beauty of our process is we need two things, okay? Pure core, 99%. Green electricity. That's it. That's all what we need. That's all what we need. As long as those two criteria are relatively there, then it goes to the, how much does the... Um, Energy, the company generating the energy is willing to sell it to you for. That's the third, that's the third variable into it. This I'm is assuming there's going to be a lot of government help there as well, though, right? If you if you say, hey, we want to build one of these in Greece because they've got great hydro dams there or something like that, uh, and it's going to cost us this much. Uh, that you're going to have the Greek market or Norway or Quebec or whatever. 
say, hey, we'll kick in some money here to make it even yeah. cheaper for you because this is an important matter and we're throwing money at this. Or am I oversimplifying it? It could be, but the economics of it are so strong that, you know, we don't we don't really need the government money. It's not the same thing as building a gigafactory as a few billions of billions of dollars. Yeah, you're pretty confident you know where the cheap source is. Obviously, you when you talk about how cheap it is to operate, you're going on the assumption that you know this would be located somewhere where you've already looked at your energy costs. I'm sure you have to just pull the number out of the air. Well, we play around. We play around with these numbers. We, you know, we do, we do what's what's called studies of uh, economic studies of variation. It plays into it at the end. At the end, we reduce so much the quantity of energy needed. Okay. Um. Last question, because I always like to address some of the criticism out there. On, but save it for I don't. I shouldn't even say for last. I should talk about more in between, but. You still have some critics, and I don't. Mm -hmm. I'm not even sure if the critics or if they're not actually, you know, paid critics, but who are saying, "Oh, this is just another NDA." Yeah. Right. So I don't care about them, but nonetheless, there may be your great loyal long shareholders might be thinking another NDA. Um, well, how do you respond to that so everyone has a proper, you know? Uh, proper understanding of why NDAs are so important. No contracts that are going to be signed, okay? I've never heard of any contract signed without starting with an NDA. So NDA is the opening door, all right? So the more NDAs you do, the more opportunity you have to end up having a contract or something commercially valuable. In this specific case, the reason why I published it, okay, because I wanted investors to understand the following differentiation between this NDA and the three other previous NDAs. The first three NDAs were big silicon, fume, fume silica people, okay, that were saying, who is that crazy guy in Montreal trying to make fume oh, silica? I... And you think he can make fume silica in one step? What is he smoking? All right. Now we got that part resolved. Okay. I'm not smoking anything. We actually, we're actually, we've actually done it. We send, you know, we send samples, they've studied the, and we've independently validated that with McGill University. Yes, McGill University is an independent university is an independent. But so we've been so that's one thing. Then in January 10th, we published a scoping study to get people to understand the financial numbers. Okay. Now, a lot of people criticize this. Oh, why publish this? It's not worth anything. Well, lo and behold, we, we, that got us this group that says, ooh, this is very interesting. It fits within what we're looking to do. Maybe there is a potential for a, an opportunity to work together. That's what we're on. It's the logical progression. You cannot get a contract if you don't start with an NDA. I don't announce every one of my NDAs, but at this specific state, I think it's important for people to understand that for me, the differentiation between this NDA and the three previous ones is this one is finally going toward monetization, generating revenues. How are we going to build that? Okay. And if we can find a way that is less dilutive for HPQ shareholders, because that's going to be one of the big arguments, 
are you going to pay for all this? You can issue tons of shares at these prices because they're going to say, we're going to, you're going to have to issue them like even cheaper than now. So no, joint venture. We've, we've done, we have a lot of capital in what we've invested. That's worth something. And, we, and that's what we're working joint on. You get to finance on the project side, not on the stock side. So exactly. you guys will split expenses to build the reactor or the plant or well, whatever. That, it is that, 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 that is, that's still open to discussion. It's open, but the, the fundamental idea is, um, you know, it, I think it's a right way to, to doing the commercialization. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. That's it. Plus it, plus at the same time, Bernard, it also, uh, uh, it, it de-risks a little bit, right? Because if, if you go all in, you say, we're going to build a plant. So, you know, Goldman Sachs has to give you, you know, a few million bucks. You got to dilute the stock. Then you got to build it yourself. Then you're going it alone and there's more risk. Whereas if you work these NDA ecosystem you got going here properly, uh, everyone's shouldering the risk, and uh, all you're doing is giving up part of the project, which is fine because you're not diluting the stock. Yes, you're diluting the end result technically at the end of the day, but that's a much better, much better outcome, and that's what most companies do anyways, right? Oh yeah, um, but then trying to go technically, alone. technically R and D company, okay. The business model of which people finance them is this, we'll we'll get a royalty from from a bigger person. Okay, we'll just be happy with a royalty and get get that going. In this specific case, I feel very comfortable. We start having the plan, and we can have the, one of the three parties says, "Okay, we'll take an off take agreement. We'll take care of the marketing of it." So basically, for us, it's the best of all the world. Then we start to have cash flow demonstration of success, which is the normal pathway. You know, you do realize that they they, they get a mining project. That used to be my background. From the first drill hole to the mine is what? 20 years? About? About. We're, we're, we've done it much faster than that. We're now, this is the year where we're doing this. And HPQ, by its nature of its project, okay, is doing that in three big verticalities. Fume silica, battery work, hydrogen. Well, on the fume silica side, buddy, you continue to hit it out of the park. I love how fast and furious uh, this has risen. Uh, and you've always said that fume silica would be the first, even though it came along almost last. Uh, you know, you uh, you said this would be the first one to really start paying off. And it's looking good. You still got to get there. There's no guarantees of that, like you said in the press release. But um, it's looking good. And I think I speak on behalf of all shareholders, Bernard, when I say another great milestone, you know, congratulations. And, uh, more importantly, continued success to, uh, to getting all these, you know, on paper and, and commercialized, my friend. Thank you. For everybody at home, you've been watching or been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Bernard Turiol, the CEO of HPQ Silicon, trades in Canada, HPQ, for our friends in the U.S., HPQFF. If you love what you hear, you want to do more due diligence, get over the company's website. It's one of the best websites I've seen for information uh, in terms of what's on the website. The decks are incredibly helpful. And Bernard, I think we're due for another Beyond the Deck pretty soon to go maybe through the Fume Silica the Fume deck. Silica one, so yeah. on top of that, we even have these walkthrough videos uh, that we do together. So hopefully you've heard something amazing today for everyone, for anyone that's new, 
And for the existing shareholders, hopefully you love what you heard. Make sure to spread the word, share this interview, share the clips, and uh, let's get more people involved in HPQ Silicon. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. But don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Small Cap podcast.